Outside the huddle, two out of three in bed. Hello, welcome back everybody. Another new episode of Outside the Huddle. Got your usual suspects, uh, Andy alongside Paul and James. Everybody well? Yeah, all good. Fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Convincing. Uh, Yeah, good week so far. Not? My microphone stopped working and the sound. was that? (laughs) uh, just before I get into the games, I was going to say there's been like a big, obviously, off, away from sport, there's been a big kind of vote going on uh, in the last week that we all probably seen everywhere, all over your social media, uh, kind of f- puts football, sport into perspective. And, you know, even though the, the vast, vast majority of people voted for the fact that the bottom of a Jaffa cake um, was the wrong way around. Um, we did actually get, we got that all important clarification from the official account uh, that myself and James were correct, in fact. What was the result of the poll? Just, uh, oh, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think all the votes got counted, did they? I think some yeah. of the votes got lost. Are you, are you implying that this isn't democratic and. <laughs> <laughs> and the majority doesn't, in fact, matter. All I'm going to say is, Andy, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up first. I mean, this by far is the biggest thing that's ever happened on this podcast, I think. Mm. And um, the thing is, as much as we have a vote, and it's great to hear what people's opinions are, and, you know, right or wrong, you know, they've, they've decided that the bottom should be chocolate. It's all that matters is what the actual manufacturer has said and what their plans are. And if they've come out and said, as we said, chocolate is bottom, and the people said it should be the other way around, Unfortunately, the manufacturer is the right answer. I, and in fact, I think, Listen, I think this... on this podcast, you actually said, Paul, we need to get McVitie's to confirm. Well, I, I think McVitie's Jaffa Cakes is, uh, have confirmed. That wasn't actually me, because I don't think that needs any confirming. I think it might be <laughs> well, Genuinely, I don't think there's anything there to confirm, because it's not a debate. Um, we're not going to go over it too much more, because <laughs> we haven't got that much time. But... Um, I'm just not sure that you guys genuinely believe yourselves because it's so ridiculous. Is this just a sort of substance for the podcast or do you actually think that the bottom is chocolate? Well, given mine and Andy's reaction when we both discussed this, I think you can tell that we are 100% behind. That's how it should be. The same with the digestive biscuit. And that's also been confirmed for the biscuits on the top, the chocolates on the bottom. So... I'm, I'm a fan of McVitie's, that's all I can say. Yeah, yeah, big big love if they want to send us any free stuff. Yeah, from definitely. That'd be good. I doubt they'll listen. If they're, uh, I don't actually want any if they're going to start making outrageous <laughs> claims. I also like to say they did message me on Facebook as well to confirm the exact same thing. Loved. Um, yeah, I suppose we should talk about some NFL. Now, where to start? Where to start? Let's mm. <laughs> out. Here's one. Uh, Saints 38, books 3. That looks... Should we go there? So, did you say something, Andy? Breaking up. I, I heard you fine, so I'll go first. Did anyone remember when I was really, really hot on the Saints? Because I, I vaguely remember it. and I, I, I'm pretty sure I said something along the lines at the start of the season that the Bucks will go ahead and everyone will start getting carried away and then the Saints will turn up and they'll be the real deal. And the Bucks will be seen as the big pretenders, and it's sort of, I I panicked at one point. I was looking at the Saints and thinking, I've got this completely wrong. But um, without getting too carried away, let's get carried away, Andy. <laughs> and in in those fine white uniforms as well, am I? Yeah. yeah, it was great. It was great to watch, and it was. I'm not going to speak too much further because I want to hear James. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, I thought we run the ball well. Um, <laughs> well, Joe's average three yards per carry off his three carries. I thought that was good. <laughs> um, I don't really know what you want me to say about it. Uh, I think they're still waiting to turn up. I don't really understand what happened, to be honest. Um, all I know is that whoever designed that game plan needs a massive shotgun to the head. Because, I mean, it couldn't have been any further. 
it couldn't have been worse. You literally just said to Drew Brees, here, I'll have your five, 10 yard passes. Here you go, mate. And then, and then we'll give you a couple of freebies to throw the ball down the field every other play. Um, and they played brilliantly. They came out, they wanted it. We looked scared. And for some reason we came out trying to throw the ball with 50 yards when it's tropical storms going on. So I am, I'm just so perplexed. I'm straight. I'm back to thinking this is the Tampa Bay of old Tampa Bay sucking ears. Simply, simply put like, no team goes 31 nil down and be a competitor at the same time. It does happen, but very rarely. And it happens to the Bucks, even when I get my hopes up, even when we've got a good team, even when people are saying Super Bowl, how the hell does that happen? Um, I'm, I'm still blown away by it. I just don't think about it. It's probably the best way, really. I feel like the points differential makes up for like six of the Giants games. <laughs> that's that's how bad the defeat was. Uh, Do you know what? I think we're still plus forty, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's nuts. It's mad. Uh, the thing that really annoyed me from a neutral, and I won the Saints to win, so for it to actually annoy me, it must have killed you. Um, early on, when you sort of went ten, fifteen points down, you panicked. You mm. felt like you had to get back there and then. You had a lot of the game left. Play your game make up a few points here and there, get the stop. But it was, right, we're two touchdowns down. Let's go. We need a touchdown here. Forcing the ball downfield. And and it's not, it's never been Brady's game. You've no. got the receivers, but you they're, they're still, you can they can be receivers 10 yards down the field, not 25, 30. It just, it didn't seem to, yeah, you ran the ball well quite the last couple of weeks, I thought. Um, I'm looking at it from fancy because I don't really watch your games, but, Jones was hitting 100 yards. Um, Fournette picked out when it yeah. dropped him. But, so, the just complete lack of that side of the game, it just it wasn't necessary for me. I just I don't think, think it was needed. I think I could see what it was trying to do. One of the weaknesses, probably not so much the last couple of weeks, but one of the weaknesses Saints have had is in their secondary. And they've got better in the last few weeks, especially in the run game. So, it all made sense. Try, try and catch him out. Try and throw the ball deep. I get it. What annoys me is it didn't happen on the first drive. The first drive, I think Antonio Brown actually was in the backfield and he, he would have had an easy five-yard pass first down. And Brady throws the ball 40 yards to no one. There wasn't even anyone there. But they didn't adjust. I'm, that's the thing that annoys me the Bucks. It's always been poor coaching in the past. And I know Bruce Aarons isn't perfect, but they didn't adjust. Like After two drives, after two poor attempts of throwing the ball down the field and realising it's not going to work, you'd make some changes. But there was no change. They tried it for another couple of drives. I mean, Brady, when we started to move the ball, he actually did throw the five, ten-yard passes. And then he tried to throw a deep ball to Antonio Brown. And it was in double coverage. It was like, what are you doing? Like, like you said, it was panicking. But where was the adjustment? Where was it just, right, let's just try and get a few first downs. Let's try and get a field goal. Why not just try and get a nice drive going? No, we're just going to keep launching it down the field. Um, and that, the thing that is, I've seen a lot of people moaning about Bruce Arians and Leftwich, And 100% I'm with them on that. But I can only feel like Tom Brady would have signed off on this. Like, he must have gone and chatted to him because he's supposed to be heavily involved, and you know he is, and must have thought, yeah, this is a great game plan. But even, like, at some point, why, why was he not concerned? Why, you know, I mean, he's got to take blame as well. He wasn't good at all. Um, and the defence wasn't good. I mean, we played zone, and we weren't aggressive at all. And that just doesn't make sense either. I understand we was worried about Kamara, but they got all their weapons back. So he was always going to be spreading the ball out. And we went and said, look, we're going to keep an eye on Kamara and we're going to give you loads of chunk yards and just put it on Breeze's back. But Breeze can throw it if you leave people wide open. <laughs> so just, Especially when know. you leave them open 10 yards, 15 yards down the field, not 30. Um, yeah. not I think you're completely right. I think game the pre-game game plan was wrong. But when it's not working, you do rely on the greatest quarterback of all time to realise that and make the make the adjustment because yeah the coach has a say but I feel like the way the way that Ed Brady's always been set up is that he is once on the field he is in charge. He's making the play calls and he's reading the situation and so he should be. He's been there twenty years in the league and is the best quarterback you we've ever seen. So you if I'm the general manager or the head coach I'm going I'm putting my faith in him because if anything he's probably in a better place than me to make the calls and 
he didn't seem to be making the right call at any point. When it looked when the when the play was there to sort of get a drive going, he forced it, and then when he was forcing it, it was still it's probably still the wrong call. You've got three great receivers, and when he was going down deep, it seemed as if he was picking the wrong guy every time. Um, yeah, it was. It, at the same time, it's the manner of the defeat is one thing, but it's still just a loss. It's not the end of the world. You lost the game. If you lost it by 10 points or three points, it doesn't matter. Psychologically, of course, you don't want to lose by that much, but you can move on from it as quickly as you can from an overtime defeat. It doesn't matter. Um, so it's not the end of the world. But it's strange. You want to win the division. I feel like no, you, you, you want to win the division. It's such a big thing, especially with home field advantage. Um, crowds or no crowds, it's still travelling and all of that side I'll of be it. Honest, Paul. I mean, we've never had a home advantage. This year was the first time I've ever seen us have a home advantage. And that's why I was so confident about this game. Yeah. Well, if that's a home advantage, let's go away. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, you want to you be at home. You want to you wanna have that buy if you can get it. Um, you're not going to get that by getting a wild card spot. So let's face it, we're now pretty much two games back. They've got the game in hand. If they lose, it's different. But they sh- yeah. they've got an easier schedule now. And we've obviously lost the the tiebreaker, so it's really down to the, the Saints to blow it. Um, but yeah, it is, you're right. It is just one game. They have definitely got something on us. They have for years, so it's a bit of that as well. Um, I'm trying to look at it like the Packers did when we completely blew them away, but it felt it felt worse. Which is weird because after that Packers game, it was like I've never seen Aaron Rodgers like that. I've never seen the Packers offense like that, and we we did that to them. But after this, there was like nothing really to put your hat on and go, well, you know, you know, we had a bit of bad luck there or things could have been different. No, we just was never even in this game. But I've also, I like the fascinating facts that have been going around Twitter. So apparently the last time we got, to, I think we won a Super Bowl, we got swept by the Saints. And the last time that we lost by over 31 points, we lost 45 nil to the Raiders. We got to the NFC Championship game. <laughs> so there is positives there. Apparently we do this. So <laughs> there are, There were positives there. Yeah, see? That's a quote, is it? You're going to get to the championship. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think you just move on. Come back. Who you got next week? Panthers. Oh, look forward to talking about that one. Mm, I know. And that's now a big game. We lose that and all of a sudden it's like, "Mm, are we even going to get to the playoffs? (laughs) Let's discuss that in the next episode. Yeah. I mean, you could see, you could see the Saints winning the next five before the before they play uh, the Chiefs. Um, and I just, I mean, I won't stick on it for too long, but that game just looked like Breeze looked, I wouldn't say he played his game any differently, but he looked better just because he was making everything. And when you look at the numbers, he was averaging eight yards a pass. He's yeah. just literally <laughs> dropping it into people. And now, but he's got all his weapons there now. And look, he's back. Yeah. look who's back. Yeah. You can say what you want about him being overrated, Michael Thomas, and... Because he doesn't do the spectacular, but he he is the most important wide receiver in the league because he makes that offense click, and Breeze is so much more comfortable with him, and the game seems so much easier with him. Um, if you're Michael Thomas, you're pretty much chuffed with how the season's gone so far. They struggled without you, and then you come back and you destroy your biggest rivals. I think. I don't know, like we say, contracts, not our strong point. We don't have a clue about them. Oh, but if he... oh no, I'm looking forward to next year. They're over 100 million over the cap next yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say. And they're reducing <laughs> it by 20 million, so that's going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah. That's what <laughs> but, I But, yeah, unfortunately, next year, Tom's 44. <laughs> <laughs> Breeze can come and replace him, though. Yeah. I'd rather have you come and replace him. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Just to note, though, I did play for the Saints as well because I've got two catches for 14 yards and a touchdown. Jay Hill. Hill. Really? Yeah. Oh, Josh Hill there. Um, the other big game, or biggest, bigger game, if you like, was two of your teams, Paul, going toe-to-toe. If you had to, so Bills, Seahawks, big, big statement win for the Bills. If you're putting it on a percentage scale, are you like, were you sort of 60% happy with that result, or is it... 70, I'd, say I'm, I'd say I'm probably 75% happy. 75? Um, teaching Russ, isn't he? Yeah. The thing is, I, I'm like, Bills are my second team. We've had that conversation. I just really like Russ. Um, the Seahawks, I don't have that affiliation with them, but 
also, from an NFL point of view, I feel like the Bills needed this win um, just to kickstart their season. And the manner in which they won it is exactly what we needed. Um, I say we, (laughs) us, as the podcast. Um, not me as a as a Bills fan. I meant as in the Josh Allen hype was sort of. You stumbled dwindling. there, didn't you? You stumbled there. No, no. I, I'm, I genuinely meant we as in us three needed it to sort of get back on track with Josh. Um, it just it, it was exactly what we thought. We we sort of said this ex- about the Bills for the first three weeks, and then it just went. Um, <clears throat> but they started the game perfectly, and they sort of never looked back. Yeah. Um, it. <sighs> We, obviously, we all we all picked against them, um, but that bounce back was coming. We just didn't think it was coming this week. Um, they're kind of always capable of doing that. And frankly, I think you two should hang your head in shame because I never doubted Josh for a second. I <laughs> certainly never suggested that Herbert was better than him. So, <laughs> all is forgiven. I'm back. It was the defense as well, though, wasn't it? I mean, how good is that Seattle defense, hey? <laughs> the, the the Bills defense let up points, but they were they they were never going to not. Given the game situation, they just had to manage the the time in which they were scoring the points, and they took they took the ball away three or four times. You can't win a game when you lose the ball four times. So yeah, they Josh Allen got the job done against a poor defense, but the defense stopping Russ twice or three times is enough. Um, it's going to be hard for us to do anything with this team. Like he, I still think he's MVP, but the sort of the unanimity of it is going. People are starting to bring other people into, the, and it's fair because he's losing games now. But it is never on him. Um, this thing's his turnovers, isn't it? And it's not. Yeah. And I, no, I agree yeah. with you. It's not all on him. He's trying to do too much. But the yeah, he's turnovers are because of the game situation, aren't they? He's forcing the ball down. Oh. It, it's it's hard to be an MVP on a bad team because of that. The stats never look as good when you are relying on yourself to sort of put up 40 points a game. Um, I'd like to discuss, I, I don't know if we're going to do it at some point, but I'd like to discuss like half-season MVPs and things like that because there's a few names that aren't being mentioned that really should. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like I'm, I don't know, I... Probably of the three of us, I was the one that was questioning the Bills probably the most. Um, but then when you they play like that, and then you look at what they've got left this season, and you think, well, bar the Steelers, a tough game. They could, they probably could and should win every other game. Yeah, um, really. that's the thing when you when you when your division is the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Patriots. We we've already slagged with the Dolphins enough on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, the fact you open with that. The, I open with the Dolphins because they're the best by far out of them three. But you've got four wins, just straight there, and then you should have six. If you're the Bills, you're looking at and every game you're winning on paper, so it instantly your life's a bit easier. But I remember saying in the pick six group chat last week when the Dolphins were winning and. Bills were struggling against the Patriots. They were saying, oh, can the Dolphins win this division? It's like, no. Of course they can't. They've already given up too much advantage. We said it last week. They've given, they can't, it's too late to get going. The Bills are going to win enough games. The Dolphins should be looking for a wild card spot, and I think they'll get it, which is a great achievement in given the youth of that team but the Bills will win this division and it's been a long time coming because that division hasn't been up for grabs for a long time. So it, it, I think it was important for the Bills to get the get the division this year to sort of show that they're, they're the team replacing the Patriots in that division as the sort of the team to beat. And they are. Mm. Yeah. Um, we're probably... Possibly, probably come back to to the Dolphins uh, that result uh, later on because we 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 must apologise at some point. Um, but jumping over to the East, um, Eagles on a bye week. Paul, door was open. <laughs> door was open, and uh, yeah, look at that. They're back to being your main team. Yeah, there's a few things to say about it. First of all. 
why the why why Washington were favourites going into this game makes absolutely no sense to me. I, I honestly thought I read it wrong when I put it in for the pick six league. I was like, the spread is plus two point five for us. For what reason? It, like I know we're one and seven, but the context is just in we're a better team. Um, and then we got off to a flying start, and I thought at least at least if we're going to win and hinder our chances of a good pick, let's go out and batter them. And at half time, I was thinking, this is it, thirty point win. <laughs> at least, at least then I can sort of enjoy it. And yet we somehow, I don't, I don't know what happened, but at some point we just decided to stop playing. And if it, if it was anyone else other than Alex Smith, I would have been angry. But I was then sat there thinking, this is almost perfect. We're going to lose, and it's going to be the Alex Smith comeback story, and I'll be chuffed. Um, but yeah, we somehow managed to win again in a really poor manner, so that I can't get anything from it other than we're now further away from a top pick. So yeah, what are we? I could just see you sitting there watching this game, battling with yourself, going, come on, go and hammer them. No, come on, Washington. You come on, yeah, come on, Washington. To, it was one or the other. We need to batter them or lose. And we. It's funny that both games. Against Washington. <laughs> both times, one unconvincingly, which is the worst possible result. But, mm. there's always a but with the NFC East. We're now how many wins off the division? One. Well, one and a half. Yeah. Is it one? Did, yeah. They tied, didn't they, the Eagles? So, you're one Eagles and a half. Eagles on one and a half. One and a half games in the division. And you've and got the Eagles next, haven't you? So, that you win that. We keep saying the Eagles and Dallas. There we go. It's ours for the taking. That's two, two and seven are very much still in it. <laughs> it's hard to beat like... one team in the entire league and we can still win the division. <laughs> I'd, when you look at the run-ins for each of the four teams, I still I sat there for like half an hour studying the run-ins and thought, I still don't know where that's going. I'm not even going to try anymore. Well, I don't want to move on to... I don't know what your schedule is, Andy, but... The other game in the division, um, that sort of thrown a spanner in the works too, because you you don't know anything about NFL if you called this. I'm saying it. If you got this one right, you're an idiot. <laughs> I watched it actually. I watched this was the game that I watched in the late late slate, and I was baffled throughout. I almost found myself enjoying it. Um, <laughs> For no reason in particular other than this is ridiculous. And obviously it's a, it's a quarterback who's never had his chance and now he's taking his chance, which is just, no matter who it's for, it's always great to see. Um, but yeah, like this is the, the unbeaten team. And uh, You wouldn't have thought so, would you, watching that? It <clears throat> had nothing. They, they weren't stopping the Cowboys and the Cowboys were stopping them with relative ease. Mm. Yeah. I don't even know how they lost in the end. The turnover probably probably kicked fired it a little bit, didn't it? But I don't know. It was it was quite, it was enjoyable to see Dallas have some defense. That was you know yeah, that was one of my yeah. big takeaways. Uh, that was pretty good. Ben's also like I don't know what's left in his knees. Just dust, I think. Dust on top of bone. But he's he came back, didn't he? I think he survived. He the f- that drive was amazing though, wasn't it? You could tell he was struggling. He stayed out there and he didn't even hand the ball off. He just kept throwing it. It's got a classic touch. Ben, isn't it? It's like yeah. he's probably better when he's injured because then he hasn't got to pretend that he can move. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have to I, say, Juju again. I mean, you're, I know you're going to bring up someone, but I think you know Juju's sneakily catching up here. Yeah? Yeah, he's he's improving. Um, he's where he needs to be, but he needed to do that earlier. <laughs> for where he was being drafted, that was what that was sort of his flaw. What he's doing now is his flaw, and he's only just achieving it. So I I still think I was right to claim what I claimed, but I like him. Uh, I don't necessarily want to be right on it because I think he's a. I like him off the field, and it'd be it'd be good for him to achieve it, but. <sighs> Yeah, we'll see. I still think there's too many options there. They're all good. I like their receivers. Yeah. So I don't think that he is ever going to be the, the wide receiver people are drafting him as. Yeah, he's they, they've, they've got a lot to choose from, but it does look like he's the kind of go-to guy when it gets a bit 
tricky and it gets a, a bit tight. He's he's very, very reliable, very solid hands, yeah. isn't he? I think it's weird because I think when they're on a third and long or a fourth down, they go to Chase Claypool a lot um, because he's one-on-one and they think he's a mismatch. But when when they need a big drive, it seems to do. It seems to go through Juju quite a lot. Maybe not on the last play of the sequence or anything like that, but yeah, he makes he big yardage. He gets the yardage. He's still there. He's the guy who I think he's their first. He's the first read for Ben a lot. Um, so he's going to get opportunities. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be buying. I had a quick question about the Giants game. I wanted to ask you. Go. Just go back to it quickly. Um, I drafted Devonta Freeman a couple of times, thinking I was clever. Uh, before I knew how bad the Giants were. Um, has he lost that spot now where he's fit, do you think? Gone. I like Gorman. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've always, I liked him in his rookie What was it, his rookie season? His first season with us. Um, he knew he was drafted, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, he was... Um... He's just he, he's just got a good attitude. He likes to run hard and gets the job done. He's actually slightly efficient because whenever he seems to get snaps, he his yards per carry is quite high. Um, I think he's a good second guy for Barkley, and we should really have a second guy because with the injuries that Barkley's had now, I don't think we can have him as a pure every play guy because you've got to look after him. He's he, he's going to be paid a lot of money, so we better make sure he's fit. So I like Gorman. I don't, I don't think Freeman was ever the guy. And I remember when we were talking about it, when it was rumoured, it was like, why? It turns out we didn't pay him any money, so that was why. But it it, it made no sense from him, his point of view, because he had this was a prove it a chance to prove that you deserve a contract somewhere, and you need to go to a better team to prove that you're worth going somewhere. The thing is, I feel like Freeman's just proven himself over the last two years because <clears throat> he's been an injury player on and off the last couple mm-hmm. of years. And he's he's okay, but he's not great. And he's, that's all he's offered the Giants so far. Now he's injured. And to be fair, you picked up Alfred Morris as well. Yeah. I think he's a guy that gets so underrated and overlooked. He's he's pretty good on his own. He looks all right. He so I'd, all right. I'd have Gorman and Morris over him easily. Yeah, he looked. I think he ran the ball well again. Yeah, they both end up with 67, 68 yards. And our offensive line seems to be all right in the run game, actually, at the moment. So it's the fact that Wilson wasn't feasting is just a bad sign. It's just, yeah, the pass, the pass deep, like, protection is poor. Um, the quarterback is poor still. He's given the ball away a few times. Um, defense is looking good again. It's, it just doesn't make any sense. I feel like I want to listen to myself before the season and th- think to myself, like... I couldn't have been more polar opposite about this team. I thought we're going to be great on free-flowing on offense. Uh, get Danny Dimes in your teams. Everyone's going to be getting a share of the ball, but we'll just lose because we'll concede 30, 40 points a game. And it's, I don't think we've... I think we've... Twice we've gone over 30 points conceded, and one of them we scored 30 points as well. So, yeah. Yeah. There are promising signs, as always. Mm. But let's not get too promising because we'll be looking at a, a seventh or eighth pick and it's just like what is the point in that at that point then we'll be probably just trade, getting a, a defensive player and sticking with Danny Dimes oh people could see the joy on Paul's face when he said that. <laughs> I think they could hear the lack of any sort of emotion in it it was just a this is a matter of fact move on <laughs> I'll join you. I'm in the same boat. But I, what I did there was I moved the conversation to running backs deliberately. Because while we're on there, we might as well talk about Dalvin Cook. He, he is the best. I'm going to say it. My favourite player in the league right now. Well, I don't think there's anyone I enjoy watching play more than him. 200 yards rushing in a game should be like near on unachievable. And he's just doing it. Weekly, <laughs> it's it's almost that that's his that should be his spread on the over under because <laughs> it's it's crazy and and we know you're a run first team but these are like he's getting hit after two three yards like he's getting contact and still going to the house for eighty yards 
Um, he's the best running back in the league right now, I think. Um, but it was Henry three weeks ago, and it was McCaffrey at the start of the season. So it's not like a a, a huge statement. It's just in form. He's he's the guy you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what you know, while he's fit, there's always that caveat. But mm-hmm. I think we were overall we were lucky that. Stafford kind of, he did, you know, they kept saying he hasn't had a rep all week, he hasn't trained, you know, you take advantage of that. But I think I think we were still good for the win. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, it's great while it's working, but the question then becomes what happens when it stops working? Or if someone boxes him off, you know where it's going because it has to then, the, the owner scores back to Kirk and then it's 50-50, isn't it? The thing is, he's not the type. I don't think he's the type of person you can box off that easy, though. Um, but you're right. Yeah, you need to always have a plan B. And for me, with Cook, you always need to have a plan B in the sense the injuries seem to crop up at some point. But you I know, like him. Though. I like the backup. I think yeah, he's yeah, like, a similar sort of runner, isn't he? So you kind of have got a backup. Without like being ridiculous, they are built in the same shape and everything. Like oh. if like, they couldn't have got a more perfect replacement if Cook gets injured it's like maybe they won't even realise he's not there I've watched so many games thinking that's Cook and it's not yeah, it's that's it it's the amount of times time. I'm looking oh that's good for my fantasy team and it's like nope that's Madison <laughs> yeah. but um, you can tell they both support each other They're, they seem quite good friends and that you can tell they both want to do well and that's really important uh, it's team play yeah that you have to be a certain type of person to so it, it's it, for me that's Madison's role that's on Madison because Dalvin Cook's number one guy, so he's always going to want. He he doesn't need to prove anything or doesn't need to change his attitude to win. But Madison has to be like, I am the second guy, but I still want Cook to achieve because it helps the team, and I want to help the team as the second guy. So it's it's important to have that sort of person as your backup, um, rather than someone who yeah. wants to see the first guy fail so that he has a chance to succeed. <laughs> Are you excited for that defence, though, Andy? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Again. Probably, yeah, because Cook, you know, Jefferson steals the limelight or Cook gets the headlines. But in the background, they're showing a little bit more every week. Um, you know, people like Jeff Gladney, who just got toasted in his first couple of outings, has has come on a lot in a very short space of time. Um, and Kendricks is just ridiculous. Um, I think he's, he's probably leading the league in tackles again. I don't know. Usually is um, he's incredible, but I don't know where we go really. I don't. You know, you you just got to ride it. But I was looking at the fixtures left. Say we lose to the Saints and we lose to the Bucks. Maybe who knows now? Um, <laughs> we would need. You know, then you've got to win. To even have a chance, you've got to win the other six games, and that's that's still a big ask with this team. Um, I think I think you're going to, without wanting to sound harsh, I think you're going to be in the worst possible position come the yeah. end of the season. Yeah, you're going to be just missing out on playoffs, and it's like that is not good mm-hmm. for for a team that's sort of already not sure which direction they're going. They're now probably when you finish on sort of seven wins. And not in the playoffs, you're not in a position where you can force a major change because you haven't got a high draft pick. Obviously, you can, but it's harder to. And we're talking about quarterback here, really, aren't we? When, at the end of the day, that's all we're talking about. Um, and you're not in the playoffs, so you haven't gained anything from it. So yeah, it's. But you're also not going to end up with three or four wins. So there's no point in trying to tank. Um, or worrying about that situation. You have to just win these games and see what happens. But it's going to be you ending up in a bad spot. It's one of those. Yep. I'm, I don't know. I've watched the Bucks be rubbish and win five, six wins. It is frustrating when it comes to draft day, obviously. But you're too, you're, you've got far too many good players to be a team that's under six wins, really. And even though I thought, I'm not shocked the way you started. Maybe a, you know a little bit disappointed, but... It was always going to happen. Your young players were going to struggle early on and then they was hopefully going to show improvement and they're doing that. And the only good thing is if you do get to seven, eight, or even, you know, nine might get you in the playoffs. So I don't know if you quite make it. But if you do get to six, seven wins, you're going in the right direction again. All of a sudden, you've got the younger defence, which you had to do 
for, to build for the next two, three years, and they're stepping up. So if you know going into next year that they've got that experience and now a good defence, you've got that sort of pr- promise. And obviously the offence is still, even though Kirk's a bit questionable, he's still good enough. And obviously you need you rely on Cook as well. Obviously that's a slight issue, but you go into next year feeling actually the team wasn't too bad. We probably are two wins light. We just missed out on the playoffs, but we had a young team, and now we're into year two of that, and we're quite we're still got younger players with the veterans to now push on for the next two or three years and beat the Packers, for instance. So I'm I don't know. I know you yes, getting Trevor Lawrence would be brilliant. You've got to be dreadful to get Trevor Lawrence. You've got to be worse than the Giants, and I mean. You know, like when you've got teams like the Jets this year and the Jags, you're not even going to be in that anywhere near the league. So I, just I, I, don't, that yeah, I don't think that's ever... We can't even talk about the where Lawrence is heading because he's going to the Jets. I don't think they're going to win a game. Well, I don't even know if we're going to bother talking about last night's game, but if they're not going to win that, then they're not going to win a game. No. <clears> so <throat> you can rule that out. Just rule that out, enjoy it, make the most of the second half because you're going to win more than you lose, and then take it into next year. Yeah, get build yourself, learn how to win. I think that's a key thing. And I think that's kind of where I'm almost at with the Giants now, is that start... Take that we've step got, forward. We've got a new coach. Um, it's a new structure for both of us, Giants and the Vikings. And it's like, let's build confidence in that structure. Let's make the players believe that they're going somewhere and that they can win games. Because next season, if you're a two-win team, you're going in it in a position where it's like, do you trust Judge? Do you trust coaches? Do you trust the scheme? And it's like, if you can be seven wins and on form, you're probably positive over the second half of the season. It means a lot, I think. Coming back, back to the Giants, Paul, sorry, but given how many changes you've made a head coach, Judge seems to have got everything under control. Like, we're not getting these crazy reports, you know, or silly interviews. He just, he's getting the players to play. He's getting their respect. And he's got, he's doing the right things. Your defence, if you can build a good defence, that's half the battle. Mm-hmm. Get a good defence. You've got enough on offence already to be pretty decent, really. I think you're going in the right direction. And if Daniel Jones doesn't pan out, then, you know, like you say, you've got next year's draft. You've got other options. But I think that's the thing. You've been through this for, what, four or five years now? The Giants have been... Five. Five years now, which is just too long to be in a... in a Exactly. It's a rut. Yeah, and it's a mentality, and it's so hard to shake off. I've You know, the Bucks and the Bucks still have it, hence what happened against the Saints. It's still there. You can't just shake it off. You're a rubbish team for so long. The fans, the coaching, it's so hard to just get rid of it. And I think some people think... I think you can easily get into the point where you think, right, I want to get a top draft pick. And understandably so. If you're going to be bad, you might as well be bad. But I think it gets there's a culture. And even when you start getting rid of coaches, it's still a culture that's left with that name. And like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes, we got overhyped. But the moment we lose, now everyone's going to be like, yep, yeah, they're back to being the rubbish bucks again. And then that's a hard thing to then for the players to break out of. And I think the Giants, you know, you guys need to start taking a step forward. And I think Joe Judge is actually the guy to do it. I didn't think so at the start of the year, but I do now. I completely agree. I think he's done nothing wrong. And we say it all the time, but we're probably three points in a couple of games away from being positive and walking this division. I know that's not how the season works, but it's still a fact that we have been involved in every game bar one this season. So um, we're not an awful team. We're wins away from Joe Judge being in a conversation of being coach of the year. Yeah, we are, we are at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, it's it's not panic stations at all. Just get us through the season. I feel like I just get to get the season done. <laughs> That's what I'm Let's get to the draft. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're not an awful team, and you know who else isn't an awful team? The Dolphins are not an awful team. So, you know, there, there you go. I'm being nice. Because not... I think we would have all agreed that they weren't an awful I will, team. I, I will say, and I, I'll troll back if I have to, there was a couple of weeks ago I said they've got some very post-Arizona. I hold my hands up. They've got some very, very winnable games. Um, you know, fair play to them. They went out and, you know, it was a close game. But every time we write them off, they, they come back and bite us on the arse. I think it's three weeks out of four, isn't it? We've written them off and they've won. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I don't know why. They, I don't know how they won this game, to be honest. Um, 
I don't know. I'm not going to say. I don't. Okay, I'm going to say. Go on, say it. Go I, on. I, I was not impressed <laughs> with the Dolphins. <sighs> and it's and it's not like I know their defense is good. It's it's mean. Like they get points on the board for their team, mm-hmm. um, but they still concede lots of points. And two have got the job done, but and I'm not without being harsh on him because it's his second game in the NFL. Like wasn't mind-blowingly good and I think the reason that I'm not that impressed with them is because of how impressed yeah, the Dolphins others. fans are with it and the, the yeah. general media is with it they're sort of like wow this is amazing it's like no they won and it's great for them and they should enjoy it but it's so easy to get carried away with it it was it was a game where they got the better of the Cardinals but the Cardinals didn't seem great um uh, yeah I'm just not I'm basically just saying I'm not carried I'm not getting carried away with it I, yeah, I agree. I, I can't. I'm I'm strange because the Cardinals, like the Cardinals, are a team I'm not high on even remotely. And so even though they won this game, yes, it's a good win in the sense the Cardinals are a hard team to beat. But I'm not like I don't think they're great. I just think they're at best good, but okay, really. Their defense so, is trash. They, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone keeps trying to tell me how good the uh, the Cardinals defense is, is, and I know in the red zone they've been efficient. Um, but still, they give up a lot of yards, they give up lots of points, and I, they've got a few big names, but outside that, they're just, they're just okay. That's all they are. They're okay on defence, and they can be brilliant on offence. But even that is mainly relying on a young Kyler Murray, and he makes mistakes. I'm not, you know, He makes some bold plays and brilliant plays, but he does definitely give up your turnover here and there. And if you haven't got a very good defence, it doesn't take a lot to lose games. And unfortunately, you're putting too much on just him. Sometimes there's no real protection for him, and he has to run. I mean, they're in the backfield before he even really looks up, and he, and he gets out of it so many times, but he's not going to keep doing it. And that's why I just can't trust the Cardinals enough to say, I'm thinking, yep, playoff team. I mean, they might get there, but I'm not, I just don't think they're that good. Um, yeah, what's impressive, though, is um, he ran for 100 yards without a running back. Yeah. It's like, that's, we say about Lamar, and it's like the reason he's so good at running is because. The other running backs are so good that you can't forget about them. And they had Chase Edmonds, and who's not their guy, and he still ran for 100 yards mm-hmm. scrambling, basically. They weren't designed plays. He scrambled for 100 yards, pretty much. So he, I've seen a lot of people hating on Kyler Murray in the last couple of weeks, not in terms of his talent, just on they don't like him. And I, I personally just don't get it. I think he's great. He's fun to watch. Um yeah, he's fun to watch if he's not against your team. I reckon it must be so annoying when it's against your team. Yeah. You think yeah, you've got him, and then he's run up 60 yards up the other end. I think, he's, I think he's a real talent. And the thing is that it's, we're getting carried away because it's Kyler Murray and it's like sort of box office. But this was the worst team in the NFL two seasons ago. Mm. Um, you don't get, you don't fix every problem overnight. And... I think they're doing an amazing job to be where they are in sort of a playoff debate because that Rosen season was awful. <laughs> like, so bad to watch and arguably the worst team I've ever seen in the NFL. So for them to have sort of turned it around, their defence isn't perfect, but it's not going to be. So they're going in the right direction and they building and fair play to them because as a... As a Giants fan, I know how hard it is to build a team from awful to good. So, yeah. Two years' time, they could be a great team. But so could the Dolphins, I guess. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Murray's leading. The, he's the league leader in yards per carry. Um, and he, he's he's brilliant to watch. I, I don't get the... The grief that people are giving him, particularly the guys that we talk to, yeah. but that's mostly mostly hating him because he's small. And as someone who is somewhat vertically challenged, I find that very offensive. I'll just put that out there. Never mind. Um, before we kind of wrapping up the last few games, it's only right that we give Paul his chance to have his little gloat again over at uh, Panthers against the Chiefs. Yeah. I thought we were going to the Bears there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A what a game. Um, really enjoyed it. Only watching on Red Zone, but sort of following it as much as I could. Mainly because star performance 
Curtis Samuel. Exactly <laughs> what we expected from him. Um, 100 yard game, wasn't it, and, uh, James? I don't know it if you keep track. He was receiving, apparently, as well. Yeah, receiving. Yeah. Some big catches as well in like big plays. Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. The big play that he got a touchdown on, it was flipped to him for about a yard. It's not a big catch, mate, is it? No, there, there was one big, no, to be fair. There was one. You're right. But there was one big catch. It was a top, top catch. Um, he's starting to look like exactly what I expected, getting a big share of the targets, making things happen, the odd running play. Um, four touchdowns in three games, which is making him almost on track to beat what I said at this rate. Right, right let's, let's raise you then. Come on, then. So if we go 1,000 yards, because that's less than what you said originally, given yeah. where we're at. And was it ten touchdowns? I think it was. I think it was eight. <sighs> Have a look. I thought it was twenty-five. <laughs> my gut feeling was eight before you said it. Yeah, it mine was eight. Even, all right, yeah. go eight. Go eight. I'm happy with that because I don't. He's going to get probably injured now anyway. Um, yeah, go on in. Uh, if we go eight touchdowns and he's got to get a thousand yards, no, no pulling me. He can get sixteen touchdowns and nine hundred ninety-nine yards. You're not getting it, okay? <laughs> but if he does that. I will buy you a Curtis Samuel jersey. Eight and a thousand. Yeah. Light work. He'll be done in three weeks. <laughs> That's very well, cool. Do you want to change it then? Should we say three weeks? No, no, no. I'll keep. I, I <laughs> want to keep my chances. Where is he now? Yardage. What a yardage? Is this receiving yards? No total yards. I'll give you a total. Ooh. So this is four. He's on four hundred and seventy-one yards. So he's well behind on that at the moment. And four touchdowns. So he's halfway there on the touchdowns, halfway through the season, but he needs 600 yards, well, 500 something yards. It's not that far off. It's not, but he's not going to... He, I feel like that's it. They won't use him now, that'd be it. Well, found out. Panthers are a weird team, aren't they? Was, like, every game, it seems, you kind of catch up with the score and you think, oh, Jesus, they're causing somebody else problems. Mm. But they've only won three games. Yeah, they're... Defense isn't great, which isn't mm. helping them. But um, they've got so many weapons. Like if it's not DJ Moore, it's Anderson. If it's not Anderson, it's Samuel. Um, they've got McCaffrey back, who just sort of looked like he never left. And then when McCaffrey's not there, they've got a very competent second guy. Um, they were using Davis even when McCaffrey was there. They were just using Davis in the passing game, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, which is good to see. Um, it's almost tough for fancy owners because you don't know whose week it's going to be. But yeah, I think Bridgewater is laughing when he looks at when he looks at the guys he's got. It's, it must seem pretty easy for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, McCaffrey's out now, isn't he? Potentially well, potentially, yeah, potentially out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We always we Same always stop anyway, so I don't know why I'm worried about it. As strange a team as they are, are they? They're not as strange as the Chargers are. What is the <laughs> deal with them? I mean, you, look at their defeats. They've lost six games. They've never lost by more. The 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 losing margins, points wise, three, five, seven, three, one, and five. <laughs> like this one felt worse though because. I think the others were the defence bottling it and kind of out of nowhere in some ways during the game. They should never have even been coming down to the last plays. This one felt like they... I feel like they should have done a bit better than they were. But you always knew Herbert was going to get in a chance to win. And he put it... He threw two balls up and both of them were cool but were dropped on the foot, like, you know, on the way down to holding the ball. And Mike Williams made a good catch and he got obviously kind of got tackled and it came out. And then, yeah, Parham, I was convinced. I was jumping around. I was like... Well, obviously, I love Donald Parham for the XFL anyway. But it, it was a great catch. It was a great throw. It was like, brilliant. They deserved this. I'm happy for Herbert. And then you could tell there was a bit of a question mark about it. But until they got to the seventh or sixth or seventh replay, and then when you saw it on the ground, you was just like, that's so typical for the Chargers. And I felt, I honestly felt absolutely gutted for him. And Herbert, especially. <laughs> he plays so well. He is. He's absolutely tearing it up right now. And if I've ever seen someone get overhyped it's going to be him um because he's played well but how sustainable is it the way he plays he's a risk taker um 
and he hasn't won many games from it. And I know that's not on him, but you can't give him the win just because his defence is bad or playing bad. And I don't think the defence is bad. I remember watching them against the Chiefs and I thought, that's a serious defence. They're, yeah, they're the, they're the best team to have that record that I've seen in a while because I think they've been the better team in more than half of the games they've played. But you've got to win games, haven't you? It's funny because on Sundays I tried to make a few notes. So I haven't done it a lot in the last couple of weeks for the podcast. And I had my pad and I didn't write anything. But the only thing I wrote was, is Justin Herbert a young version of Philip Rivers? Just in the sense that he... He's not got any fear. He'll throw himself around. He doesn't care. And he he obviously will make mistakes because he will try and sometimes force things. He will just throw it. He doesn't care. He backs himself. And that just reminds me of like Philip Rivers back in the day. Yeah, I see it. I hope not. Did anybody else notice? You know when Rivers fell over? (laughs) I think he intentionally fell over so he didn't have to go into a tackle. The commentator really stuck the boot in. The commentator was like, oh, look at him. He looks like he's rolling around on the floor with one of his nine children. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, 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 yeah. He was I'm right, though. I'm a big fan of his at the moment, but I thought it sort of was a bit cutting. Yeah. yeah. He did like someone was tickling his belly at one point, though. But if you've watched things sort of mic'd up with Phil Rivers, he probably deserves it. He's a bit of a knobhead, isn't he? He is. <laughs> Not in a bad way. Like You'd want like, him on your team, wouldn't you? Yeah. But as against him, you'd absolutely hate he him. He gives it, so he's, he can take it. That Jaguars one last year, when he, he obviously got helped up by the Jaguars player, and then he just got in his face and went, and he's like, put your hand down or whatever. I just, yeah, there's just a time and a place for it. The bloke was helping him up off the floor, and he rubbed it right in his face. Yeah. Difficult man to like. Um, any other games you want to touch on before we wrap up? Bears. Bears, Bears, of course. Um, just just wanted to say, I remember, what were they, 5-1? Five and, one? Five and... <laughs> I can't, was it 5-2? Is five this and new, two? a new segment, Paul? We're just going to do like the Bears watch. Well, I just want I, I just want to, I'm not always right, so when I am, I need to just full, put a full stop to it. Um, I said they won't win a game. And it was a ridiculous statement, according to some. Um, but they're now owing three since and probably had four first downs in them three games combined. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to pull you up on that one. They had 22 first downs in this game. In this game? In this game, 22 first downs. They had 375 total yards to the Titans, 228. I thought they had, like, in the third quarter, they had two first downs. I think it might have been the first half. But yeah, you're right. It was yeah. the second half. It all, yeah, they dominated. Oh, yeah, they're, not, they're one of those. This is a stat game where yeah. it doesn't tell the real story. I mean, Nick Foles currently 335 are. yards and two touchdowns. The Bears are goddamn awful. They really uh, are. And it's such a shame for that defense, but we love it. <laughs> is Nagy gone? Because I'm fed up with him. <laughs> well, I was going to say, just as a quick question, who who's next? Who's gone next? That's a good question. It's not yeah. going to be Gates, is it? So Bruce Arians. Move. The thing is, if Gates, it doesn't make sense for anyone no. to go now because you want to lose and you don't want your new head coach to lose. So they might have someone lined up and they just say, just give it some time. Let's make sure we secure that. Maybe if the Jags win two games and everyone gets sort of two games clear then they'll sack him. But until then, they need to make sure they get that first pick. And the thing is with COVID, it's not like you can bring anyone else in. So you've got to, you know, what's the point, really? You might as well just sit it out. I agree. Yeah. Um, um, could it be? I'd say Detroit, just because yeah. of their shots. I think, <laughs> I think when we were talking about the Vikings game, I thought, oh, we didn't talk about the Lions because they're the most ever disappointing team for me because every year I'm like, Matt every Stafford year. is the guy. He, there's always a reason that they didn't mm-hmm. do well the year before, but actually it just turns out that they're the Lions. <laughs> more, more yeah. People talked me into fearing them in the in the uh, before the season, and then you look at their, their lineup and you think, because yeah. Matt Stafford was like on fire before his injury, but it wasn't a huge sample size; like it was four games. Do you know what? But, I'm, I'm, I mean, first of all, Detroit are one of those teams that I. 
I honestly want them to do well. I I think it's maybe the Cleveland Browns effect. They're not that bad. They've never been quite that bad every year. But I feel like they're always a massive disappointment. Disagree. Just so quickly, I'm I'm I remember when I first was really into NFL. They were the Jets of now. (laughs) They 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 I'm pretty sure they had a ah. This is my problem. I was young, so I might have just been glorifying everything. They did go on. They didn't win a game. They was the first team yeah, not to win a there game. there was a win the season, right? That was only like seven, eight years ago, wasn't it? Well, I feel like I was, I feel like I was really young. Yeah, you probably were. You was like ten. <laughs> but I, I think I don't know. There's something about the Lions. I'd actually like them to have a couple of good years. I generally wouldn't mind it, and I think it's because I do like Stafford. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm starting to question myself about Stafford. A lot of people do. They make him underrated, but. I see games like against the Vikings. You're right. He didn't have much practice. So that's fair enough in some ways. But I feel like in my head, I always think, do I choose him? When I come to do DraftKings, do I choose him? Because he can throw the ball a lot, you know, three or 400 yards. He can throw three, four touchdowns. But there's just as many games where he throws three picks or two picks. And I'm mm. like, yeah, I can't trust him. Yeah, it's another case of how how good a QB can you be on a bad team? Because you can't be efficient. Um, and he's not generational like Russell Wilson is. So he doesn't, He's that next year, isn't he? Yeah, he, he doesn't. He can't put their numbers up weekly. It doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback, and he will retire as the what if guy of all what if guys because if he just was drafted to a good team, we could be talking about a guy who's got two rings and a Hall of Famer. I genuinely think he could be that good. Yeah, um, he just needs to have a few things around him, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's 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 after Megatron. He just had nothing. And now it's like probably too late, I'd say. I don't think they're going to build a great team in that time. Yeah. Patricia feels like one that... 2000 this season. Oh. um, Patricia feels like one that even neutrals would kind of celebrate a little bit. Because you feel like you want their fans to be put out of their misery. We we know a couple of good guys who are Lions fans and that they're suffering and... Yeah, just get rid. It's they not. Yeah, luck, it's, it's not. It's not going anywhere, is it? No. You, it never feels yeah. like it, does it? It always feels like they've got a few pieces, but it's not good enough, and it's not bad enough, and it's just you're not surprised when it starts to go like this, really. Would you say, like, out of all the teams that are around that space, other than the Jags and the Jets, who are probably just below that, they're not in that tier. They're the team I would like to be the least. I just feel like they haven't got the direction. Which, are you including the Bears in this? Uh, yeah, I probably am. I would say the Bears because you've got that defense. defense. I, I feel like there's... But, there's, but I feel they're, like they're, they're a, not, they haven't got loads of young talent there, have they? They've got a, they've got a couple of bits, but generally it's more veterans. And you like if you go down the route of getting another quarterback, it's two, three years down the road. By then, they've gone. Or potentially they've gone. But what, and, have, what have the Lions got? Well, when it comes to defense, I don't really care for it. To be honest. I don't yeah, know. Right. I don't think the Lions have got anything. They've got a Cuda, haven't they? Like yeah, they've they drafted a Cuda who was pretty sought after. Um... But they got rid of all their good players. That's the that's the thing that annoys me. They had them. They had decent players, and they got rid of them for what? I, I do like their. I do like Godaday, and I and I like Swift. I like Marvin Jones. They've got yeah. they've got enough on offense to be good. But why isn't it good? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the offense doesn't put up the numbers that it should. No, but this is where it comes back to Stafford for me. Like I'm just, I don't totally blame him. I think it's coaching, but it's also a bit of him because <laughs> he hasn't got a bad receiving core. He hasn't got the, the worst running backs and to assist him. But then I, I think it is coaching and the game plan as well. They don't run the ball very well, do they? Not consistently, anyway. True, true. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Nope. No, I'm going to quickly say that I'm I'm debating whether I think the Dolphins are a good team. I'm not quite. I'm still not going to be pressured into thinking they're going to win every game or are they going to beat the Bills. But I am thinking two is starting to show. He's made a massive step from week one to week two. That's all we can do. The defense is good. I want to see him play a top ten team because I still don't think the Cardinals are. But fair play to them. They've put themselves in this position. They could easily beat the Bills. If they beat the Bills, they're back in it. But they've got to do that twice. And like I said, I don't think that's going to happen personally. But I would like just to say I am 
kind of coming around to there may be a sneakily good team. <laughs> Listen, I'll find my article I did before the season where I said they are the surprise playoff team. And yet I've gone full circle because now they're not a surprise playoff team. We're like, you don't like that. <laughs> you have reacted now. Like, now they're not a surprise. What's the point? <laughs> I think Paul just likes the challenge of everyone. Yeah, well, he's a new surprise playoff team. The Giants, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, you know, Dolphins fans can't say fairer than that. We've, we've done our bit and God help you if we take them in our prediction pod. Uh, coming up, and then whatever happens after that, it's not on us. Don't come at us if we start choosing you and you lose. We've been we've been choosing against you to help you out. That's all I'm saying. Quite right, right, gentlemen. I think that'll do for this one. See you in most days. Yeah. See you later in the week. Speak to you soon. Bye. Happy Saint.